0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast, my name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be going through respiratory support and you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash respiratory support or in the anaesthetics and ICU section of the Zero to Finals surgery book. So let's get straight into it. There are several options for supporting a patient's respiratory system and these can be escalated as required. From the least to the most invasive, the options are oxygen therapy, high flow nasal cannula, non-invasive ventilation, intubation and mechanical ventilation and extracorporeal membrane oxygenation or ECMO and we're going to talk about each one of these in more detail. Additionally, chest physiotherapy and suction can be used to help clear secretions and improve respiratory function. Respiratory support does not fix the underlying problem, it buys time for the underlying problem to be managed. Let's talk about acute respiratory distress syndrome. Acute respiratory distress syndrome occurs due to a severe inflammatory reaction in the lungs, often secondary to sepsis or trauma. There is an acute onset of collapse of the alveoli and the lung tissue called atelectasis pulmonary edema, decreased lung compliance which is how much the lungs inflate when they're ventilated with a given pressure and fibrosis of the lung tissue which typically develops after 10 days or more. Clinically there is acute respiratory distress, hypoxia that's not responding to oxygen therapy and bilateral infiltrates seen on a chest x-ray. Management of acute respiratory distress syndrome is supportive. This includes respiratory support, prone positioning, lying the patient on their front, and careful fluid management to avoid excessive fluid collection in the lungs. In acute respiratory distress syndrome, only a small portion of the total lung volume is aerated and has functioning alveoli. The remainder of the lungs are collapsed and non-aerated. During mechanical ventilation, low volumes and pressures are used to avoid overinflating the small functional portion of the lungs, and this is called lung protective ventilation. Positive end expiratory pressure, or PEEP, is used to prevent the lungs from collapsing further, and we're going to talk in more detail about PEEP shortly. Prone positioning, with the patient lying on their front, has several benefits. It reduces the compression of the lungs by the other organs. It improves blood flow to the lungs, particularly the well-ventilated areas. It improves clearance of secretions. It improves overall oxygenation, and it reduces the requirement for assistance from mechanical ventilation. Let's talk in more detail about oxygen therapy. Oxygen can be delivered by several methods. The FiO2 or the concentration of oxygen will depend on the oxygen flow rate. Nasal cannula can deliver 24 to 44% oxygen. A simple face mask can deliver 40 to 60% oxygen. Venturi masks can deliver between 24 and 60% oxygen. And a face mask with a reservoir or a non-rebreather mask can deliver between 60 and 95% oxygen, depending on the oxygen flow rate. Venturi masks can be used to deliver exact concentrations of oxygen. The most common use for this is in patients with COPD or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease who are at risk of retaining carbon dioxide if the FiO2 is too high. Blue Venturi masks with a 2 litres per minute oxygen flow rate will deliver an FiO2 of 24%. White Venturi masks at 4 litres per minute deliver 28%. Orange Venturi masks at 6 litres per minute deliver 31%. Yellow Venturi masks at 8 litres per minute deliver 35%. Red Venturi masks at 10 litres per minute deliver 40% and green venturi masks at 15 litres per minute deliver 60%. Let's talk about positive end expiratory pressure. Positive end expiratory pressure or PEEP is an important term you're likely to come across while you're working on a respiratory ward or intensive care. End expiratory pressure Refers to the pressure that remains in the airways at the end of exhalation. It's the pressure in the airways after the patient has exhaled or breathed out. Additional pressure in the airways at the end of exhalation stops the airways from collapsing. Forms of respiratory support that add positive end expiratory pressure help to keep the airways from collapsing and they improve ventilation. This reduces atelectasis improves ventilation of the alveoli, opens more areas for gas exchange and decreases the effort of breathing. Positive end expiratory pressure or PEEP can be added by high flow nasal cannula, non-invasive ventilation or NIV and by mechanical ventilation. Let's talk in more detail about high flow nasal cannula. Using a high flow nasal cannula allows for carefully controlled flow rates of up to 60 litres per minute of humidified and warmed oxygen. Having a high flow rate reduces the amount of room air that the patient inhales alongside the supplementary oxygen, increasing the concentration of oxygen that's inhaled with each breath. It also adds some positive end expiratory pressure or PEEP to help prevent the airways from collapsing at the end of exhalation although this effect is reduced if the patient opens their mouth. Finally, having a high flow of oxygen into the airways provides dead space washout. The physiological dead space is the air that does not contribute to gas exchange because it never reaches the alveoli. Dead space air remains in the airways and the oropharynx, not adding anything to respiration and collecting carbon dioxide. High flow oxygen clears this and replaces it with oxygen, helping to improve the patient's oxygenation. Next let's talk about non-invasive ventilation. Non-invasive ventilation or NIV involves using a full face mask, a hood which covers the entire head or a tight-fitting nasal mask to blow air forcefully into the lungs and ventilate them. NIV is not pleasant for the patient but it's much less invasive than full intubation and ventilation. This makes it a valuable middle point between using basic oxygen therapy or mechanical ventilation. Non-invasive ventilation can either be with CPAP which stands for Continuous Positive Airway Pressure or BIPAP which stands for Bi-Level Positive Airway Pressure. CPAP involves a constant pressure added to the lungs to keep the airways expanded. It's used to maintain the patient's airways in conditions where they're likely to collapse by adding positive end-expiratory pressure. BIPAP involves a cycle of high and low pressure to correspond to the patient's inspiration and expiration. IPAP stands for Inspiratory Positive Airway Pressure and this is the pressure used during inspiration, where air is forced into the lungs. EPAP stands for expiratory positive airway pressure, and this is the pressure used during expiration, and this is used to stop the airways from collapsing. BiPAP involves a cycle between IPAP and EPAP. Next let's talk about mechanical ventilation. Mechanical ventilation is used where other forms of respiratory support, for example oxygen and NIV, are inadequate or contraindicated. A ventilator machine is used to move air into and out of the lungs. Patients will generally require a level of sedation whilst they're on a ventilator as it can be uncomfortable and distressing. Mechanical ventilation has several adverse effects and it's only used for the shortest time necessary. An endotracheal tube or ETT or a tracheostomy is required to connect the ventilator to the lungs. It's important that there are no leaks in the circuit so that the ventilator can deliver controlled pressures and volumes into the lungs. The basic settings for mechanical ventilation are the FiO2, which is the concentration of oxygen, The respiratory rate, which is the number of breaths per minute. The tidal volume, which is the volume of air pushed in with each breath. The inspiratory-expiratory ratio, which is the ratio of time spent in inspiration and expiration. The peak flow rate, which is the maximum rate of airflow during inspiration. The peak inspiratory pressure which is the maximum pressure used during inspiration and the positive end expiratory pressure, which is the positive pressure applied at the end of expiration to prevent the airways from collapsing. The modes of mechanical ventilation can be quite complicated. Some key modes to be aware of are volume controlled ventilation or VC where the machine is set to deliver a specific tidal volume per breath. Pressure controlled ventilation or PC, which is where the machine is set to deliver a specific pressure per breath. Assisted control or AC, where the breaths are triggered by the patient or by the machine if there's no respiratory effort. And continuous positive airway pressure or CPAP, where the patient breathes while the machine adds constant pressure. Finally, let's talk about extracorporeal membrane oxygenation. Extracorporeal membrane oxygenation or ECMO is the most extreme form of respiratory support and is very rarely used. ECMO is used where respiratory failure is not adequately managed by intubation and ventilation. Blood is removed from the body, passed through a machine where oxygen is added and carbon dioxide is removed and then pumped back into the body. The machine does the full job of the lungs. This process is similar to hemodialysis used for renal support, but instead of renal support, it's used for respiratory support. ECMO is only used short term, where there is a potentially reversible cause of respiratory failure. It's not a long term treatment and it can only be provided by specialist ECMO centres and is not available in most intensive care units. Patients need to be transferred to a specialist centre in order to receive ECMO. So thanks for listening to this episode on respiratory support. As always a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about cardiovascular support.